last time on Join the Party. Once the dust settled on the big fight in the mob warehouse, we gotta get back to the real superhero business, building our brand. The LT3 get help from Carmen De La Paz, social media manager and a being powered by pure coffee, who sets everyone up with social media handles and starts the campaign for Preserver, Volcani, and Kilanova to be the most recognized super team in Lake Town City. On the way out, Aggie heads to her interview with Average Bear reporter and maybe secret crush Tegan Murphy. Milo is invited to go bowling with his friends at Astros, and he should probably bring his costume so that he can prank Apple and Zach Gross. And Val gets a phone call from Aunt Min. She is tired of waiting for an answer and gives Val one hour to join the family business or the things that Val and their friends hold dear may or may not be in terrible danger. Who knows what may or may not happen in this episode. Let's get the party started. Consequences are up to you. You have an hour. Click. Val, what do you do? I was gonna go on a nice hot date to an emo <laughs> punk band. Now I gotta go check on my mom. God damn it. Wonderful. Alright, so you're gonna see your mom? Yeah, and I think I'm gonna just like stuff my costume in like a backpack. Just in case. Just, just in, in case. case. Okay, wonderful. How are you getting from little I assume you're at your apartment, right? Yeah. You're going from your apartment to Lake Tin to your mom's place. How are you getting there? Skytram. Skytram. Okay, wonderful. Skytram. You know, you know what the best part about Skytram is? Is when Amanda says, Skytram. Skytram. <laughs> the second best part of Skytram is that you always get service on Skytram, which I just I think is just so helpful. It's not going underground, so there's no reason why I wouldn't have service. It's not a ground tram. <laughs> and it's so reliable. It's always on time. There's no delays ever. Ever, no. Eric. It's free. It just always flies. I think I also probably need to text Aggie and Milo, kind of just letting them know, like, hey, my aunt threatened you, kind of. Just a heads up about that. Fair. Wonderful. So keep an eye out for the next hour or so. Yeah. As you, you shoot that text out, you get a text back from Hitomi, who says, uh, Weird crowd out at Sweet Tooth. We'll let you know if I can get tickets. Hey, uh, I am probably gonna be late. Uh, just, I need to, family emergency, I need to check on my mom. Uh, something is wrong with her oven. And uh, I will come by as soon as I can. Okay, wonderful. Uh, and you get that as you get onto SkyTram. This is the express SkyTram from Little Italy to Laketon. Skips all the stops. It skips all the stops, and it really just goes <laughs> over. It goes over Highway One, uh, but it still takes like fifteen minutes to get there. Okay. Do do do. Hey, this is the Skytram from Little Italy to Laketon. Keep your arms and legs inside a Skytram. Don't fall out. That's January's promise. <laughs> Does everyone oh know God. that January's a rabbit? Or are they just like, oh, it's January, the Skytram voice? The latter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe they thought like January was the month and they just forgot oh to God. change it in February oh and March God. and then it just stuck. You know, it's the start so of a new sweet. year every day on Skytram. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. All right. Let's cut to Milo. Uh, Milo, you got invited to bowling tonight. Do you feel like going? Have I already got my text from Val? Yes. All these things are happening at the same time. As you, uh, if you wanted to go, as you were getting ready to go, uh, you get the text from Val. Hmm. Uh, well, I text Val back and say, dot, 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 cool, I guess. I don't need to pass my private messages while my mother is in danger. Can I help you? Do you need help? Do you need backup? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess just keep an eye out for, for people looking suspicious. Also, Hitomi's a sweet tooth, and I'm a little worried because she said it was a weird crowd and... Usually Sweet Tooth's, like, pretty normal in terms of emo punk band. 
rounds. I can swing by on my, my nightly rounds. Okay, I'm going to LinkedIn anyway, so I can, like, keep an eye on LinkedIn if you're going to go by the app. Sure, and I'll, I'll be close by if you need me. Great. I'll keep my phone on ring, so I'll, I'll get your messages if you need anything, but I'm here. Uh, Milo, you get a FaceTime message from Zach Rose. I answer it. Zach looks at you just straight at the camera like the whole frame is just his face and he just looks at you for a second and then he pans out and like you see that there are people just running around screaming all throughout Thornhill. Uh, so this is down at the hipster Astros that you love so much uh, and where you, you and your friends all hang out. People are just running around screaming because there is... um. You know how genies, it's like very mermaid-esque how their bottom half is just like kind of swimmy and swishy? They have they have fishtails. Yeah, they have basically fishtails. So this guy has like a fish, one of those genie fishtails, but it's made out of white smoke and it's like flipping and flopping either way. And on the top is a guy who's dressed like a 1950s greaser, like really heavy leather jacket, pompadour, comb like in the pompadour, white t-shirt and like another white t-shirt on top of it. Just in case he gets one dirty from working underneath his car, he can take it off. <laughs> and this guy is running around destroying things uh, outside. Like, you can see Zach Rose is peeking out from outside of Astros, to as he flips the camera around. And the guy running around is like, Oh, hey, maybe you didn't want off your cool hipster shit. Get it destroyed. You know, I don't love socials around just turning working class places into, you know, all of these places that you can get a $10 latte. I hate that. As he, like, punches through with, like, claws that then come off of his hand, also in white smoke, and slashes through, like, the window of a coffee shop. Hey, you know, if there was somebody who loved this place so much, maybe it would come and challenge me. I don't know if there was a superhero who loved Thornhill so much. I wouldn't know who he is, but he should probably come and fight me. And then just, just rips the door <laughs> off and throws it. And then Zach Rose flips it around to his face and say... <laughs> uh, great advice. Um, are you are you there with the rest of the with the group? Um, y'all need to hide. Can you get into the kitchen or like behind the lanes? Zach is about to open his mouth, and the hand grabs it, and it's Lucas. And Lucas is like, I got, ah! and Apple is screaming in the background as well. And Lucas is like, We're gonna hide in the arcade. Don't come. And then Lucas winks and then clo- and closes the video. <laughs> Lucas is the biggest dork on the planet. <laughs> but he's lovely and he's also your best friend, so. <laughs> what a silly bastard. And then I'm going to text Val and Aggie and say, situation at the only good Astros, I'm on it. But if I don't text you in 40 minutes, come help. Yeah, this is what I was saying about, uh, you know, it seeming like there might be some stuff going on in neighborhoods. So. Yeah. Okay. Be careful. Y'all too. I'm in for tell me now. Aggie, you're actually in the middle of something. Aggie, you take a second to look down at your phone, uh, but you are currently in the middle of your interview with Tegan Murphy as Preserver. And as Tegan is rifling through their notes, you're trying to text surreptitiously under the table. Aggie can't do that, no. It's <laughs> obvious what she's doing. <laughs> Tegan says, oh, if you have a something, if there's like superhero business, like you totally, you can... Deal with it. I just have a few more questions and we can, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, no, I, um, I would love to, I, I don't know insurance wise, if I'm allowed to like invite you along, probably not just in terms of like liability, but I might need to respond to a situation. So, um, we can just do a couple last questions, but then I, I'm going to have to run. Yeah, no, I have, I only have like two important questions and they will be the yeah, I, I think about it. I have a lot of stuff here. Um, Aggie, where did you end up taking Tegan? Because before you said that you were going to a gas station. <laughs> but where did you, you two actually end up? Yes, that's correct. We met at a gas station, um, <laughs> which has the best pastries in the city. So uh, met there. And then uh, we went to just like a, a diner nearby. Now, the diner is not remarkable. It's not even that good. But Aggie panicked. And, and that's what she said. So that's where they went. And I borrowed a truck from Dr. Morrow because Tegan knows what Aggie's pickup truck looks like. Mm, smart. smart. Yeah. You pull up to the gas station. I think this is called the gas station is called Crumble and Go with an N in the middle. <laughs> Crumble and go. Adorable. What's crumbling? 
the pastries, Brandon. Yeah, like cupcakes <laughs> and stuff. Uh, and yeah, you can go to this diner. So I think Tegan asks you a bunch of basic questions like, how did this all start for you? What exactly are your powers? Uh, why do you love the city so much? Uh, will you roll charisma to tell me uh, what kind of answers you gave? Oh, my God. Oh, no. 15 plus 1. 16. Ooh. 16. Wonderful. So I'll ask you one of these questions. So why do you put yourself on the line to defend the city? I know it's kind of a boring answer, but it it seems like the right thing to do. It's something I, I must do. And I've really never thought anything else. For whatever reason, I have the ability to help make people safe, and I I think I must use it to do so. Tegan makes like you know the the bottom lip pouting out face of like nice. <laughs> they don't want it on their microphone, so they're like, yeah, they give you an okay sign. Like yeah, no, that's that's great. I love that. Um, Aggie has come up with a strategy to look over Tegan's shoulder instead of at Tegan if she gets a little overwhelmed by <laughs> how pretty Tegan is. <laughs> uh, now we flash back to where we were. Tegan's rifling through their teal jacket looking for questions and notes. And be like, yeah, I just uh, I have one more question. I know this is a little thorny, but, um, you know, uh, Councilman Burdock here in, in Lake Town City is kind of doing a, a very strong anti-weirdness push. And it, it seems like it, that's coded for something and you're compatriots or people who you're coded for. Um, you, Volcani, Kilanova, um, the Knight of Mirrors, and then, of course, the upcountry keepers, but they seem to be okay. What, can you just tell me what you, how you feel about this coming from the city council? Yeah, I, um, I'm sure that all elected officials have the city's best interest at heart. But this is... <laughs> Someone from a, from a few booths over snorts. <laughs> it's Julia Shafini. <laughs> um, but so do we. And this is, you know, it's it's new. It's different. People have not negotiated the relationship between heroes, to use that term, and local government and civilians. So I think as we all figure out how we work together, a spirit of partnership is necessary. But can you have that spirit of partnership while someone is trying to be anti-you? You know, I think the things that make Laketon and Lake Town City weird are the things that make it great. And we want to use and harness all of our quirks to make the city a great and safe place to live. So I don't think you can have one without the other. You can't have a safe Lake Town City without having a weird Lake Town City. And you can't have a Lake Town City where everybody can do what they want to do and express themselves and be themselves and make the kind of city they want to see in the world without some amount of creativity and flexibility. And I think that's essential. For sure. For sure. Um, would you like to go on the record and say, fuck Councilman Burdock? Because I, I have a thing right here. <laughs> uh, I would not. <laughs> Okay, I, uh, that's fine. I, it's one of my reporter tricks. Um, make a perception check for me, Amanda. Fifteen. As Tegan is wrapping up and pulling their notes together, I guess a waitress comes by and clears your plates. You see, um, right over Tegan's shoulder, it looks like someone has a, a laser pen or something. There's a, a, a red line of light coming in through the window that is now resting like right next to Tegan's shoulder. And you see it expands a little bit and becomes a circle with a bullseye in the middle. I yank Tegan out of the booth and run toward the bathrooms. Make a dexterity check for me. Hey, fuck this. Do, 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 dexterity check. What did you get? Um, I got a two that time, but I'm going to use a luck point and reroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a three that time. Um, okay, if I add my plus one fame modifier, I got a 10. All right, with a 10. Should I be adding fame to stuff? If you think that it's something that you can add fame to, you'll do it. I think Preserver doing a actual interview in public is definitely allowing her to give her fame. Gotcha. Thank you. Good thinking, Amanda. Okay, with a 10. He rolls many dice. <laughs> Preserver, you, pull, you yank Tegan out of the booth just as you hear something go, as the booth 
explodes with something coming through the window. You hit the deck with yourself on trying to block Tegan as much as possible, but you take 19 points of fire damage. Oh my Ooh, god. Okay, how are they? You threw yourself on top of Tegan, so Tegan is roughed up. Let's go to Val real quick. Oh, sorry. I do just want to establish that we have a, a brief action movie moment where our faces are really close together, but then I, I like more properly brace my body so that they are covered and I'm not I'm not touching. No, I was going to say we hard cut away from the fact yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Preserver yeah. jumps on top of Tegan. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what, yeah, we're hard cutting. So let's cut away and we're kind of like zooming all the way out and we see the three of you here. Milo as Kilanova running to Thornhill. Aggie as Preserver in this diner being hit by explosions. And Val, you're on Skytram heading to your mom. So the way that this is going to work, I have different challenges for all three of you. And we're going to run through each one and I will explain how the rules work of each one. For Val, yours are going to be straightforward checks. So we're, we're going to start with you. Val, you are uh, still on Skytram. You've gotten the text from Milo. Who organizes your dog walking? Mm-hmm. Is this like an app? No, I I just do it. Like, I put up a flyer when I first moved into the neighborhood, and people just text me when they want their dogs walked. Okay. And I have a schedule. Mm. All right. Uh, you get a phone call from one of the dogs. Uh, from one of the dogs. Oh, from <laughs> one, one of the dogs, dogs on the phone. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is from uh, Mitzi, who has two very small pit bulls. <gasps> Mitzi. Oh, so cute. Hold on, I have to add that to my list of dogs. One second, this is very important. I love that Mitzi's name sounds also like an adorable dog's name. Uh, the two dogs are named uh, Bitsy and Glitzy. Just so you oh. know. Bitsy and Glitzy, oh my God. And they're yes, pit bulls, yes, right? Yes. They are pit bulls. All right, so you're getting a phone call from Mitzi. Hello? Uh, hey, uh, Val. Hi, it's Mitzi. Hey. Um, listen, uh, I'm going to have to cancel uh, the... You as our primary dog walker. Can I ask why? Yeah, um, so I heard, I was told by uh, one of my friends who talked to their friends that um, you're involved in uh, organized crime, and I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, Mitzi, I understand that we, you know, we both live in Little Italy, and these kind of rumors get started all the time. I am not connected. I am not you know, out there doing crimes. I am just a dog walker and a person with a van, and I have a lot of different jobs. Yeah, that sounds exactly what someone in organized crime would say and do. Okay, you just have a van and you do things. I also know that your parents are are crime mob bosses. Don't like that either, so it runs in the family. (laughs) My mother is not a crime mob boss. Excuse me, Mitzi. I I don't want to do your business anyway if you're going to slander my mother like that. I heard that. It's it is not true. My mother is a good person. Well, listen, I've organized a few of the uh, other dog people who use your services, and we just we don't we're not we don't tr- know if you're someone we can trust with our dogs. I'm so, I'm so upset. I'm sorry. Hold on, I need a minute. <laughs> uh, Julia, please make an insight check on okay. Mitzi. I got a fourteen. Wonderful. Okay, with a fourteen, you can try to convince Mitzi. Uh, with a charisma check because you know Mitzi kind of runs the whole her friend group and all the people around so you think that you could convince her otherwise if you were to do one of your various charisma checks okay to do that so you can try to convince her and then tell me which skill you're going to use to get her to to back off sure I don't want to use either deception or intimidation even though I am proficient in those because that would make me feel bad so fair, i'm just fair, gonna fair, do fair. like either a flat charisma or a persuasion roll which will be plus three i'll give you persuasion yeah why don't you uh you try to persuade her and then you can roll mitzi i think we both said some some hurtful things here and i apologize about <laughs> that but you know that i love your dogs i love blitzy and glitzy and i love all the dogs in the neighborhood and it i think it would be a real shame if you decided to go with someone else because i don't think that there really is anyone else in the neighborhood who has the rapport with the animals like i do and i i just think that like it would be a shame to throw away our our business relationship and my personal relationship with your dogs uh over some hurtful things and rumors that people are spreading Wonderful. This is a DC 15, so you need to get a 12 or higher. Yep. Got a 15, baby. Yay! Let's go. Oh, thank God. Uh, it's 15 plus three, so it's an 18. Let's go. All right, so Mitzi says, 
You know, and I did think we did say some things I shouldn't have come on so strong. I realize I know so many people in organized crime. You <laughs> do live in Little Italy, and it's okay. I understand sometimes we get a little scared because, like, people are asking questions, but I understand it's okay. Mm, that's the last time. That's the last time that I get a friend of a friend of a friend to tell me about uh, things about you. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna have to talk to that friend of a friend of a friend. You should. I'm going to. Okay. Uh, see you in church. Bye. See you in church. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> when I pick up the dogs. See you in church is such a fantastic, <sighs> passive aggressive. Like you're going to church, right? <laughs> see you in church. Yeah. And you get a text from Matt Min that just says. We're gonna go to Milo. Milo, uh, you're you're heading towards the only good Astros, correct? Yeah. As Kilano, wonderful. On my way up, I'm gonna cast a new spell called Muffled Celerity, and that was a spell that we got from the Opus of Extrinsic Substance by Drop the Die, um, and it's a really cool spell that makes me make no sound while a willing creature, but me in this instance makes no sound while moving at half speed or slower. So all my footfalls, all my equipment, and all my fabric swishing is now concealed. And practically speaking, you take a minus 10 penalty to perception checks to detect me. That's really cool. Damn. Wonderful. Yes, we wanted to get Milo some more necrotic spells. So we bought this. And uh, now Milo can use them. This has big Sly Cooper energy, and I like Mm. it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not necessarily trying to hide. I'm just trying to sort of like make a bit of an image of myself as a ghost and sort of like show up behind this person or this monster and be like, what up? All right, wonderful, <laughs> yeah. So I think that he's, you come up here silently and this smoke guy, now is he he's tearing into a restaurant that only makes dumplings. But oh, it's, son of a bitch. <laughs> but it's not, it's not a dumpling house. This is like, oh, we put a hamburger in a dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Blank in a Dumpling is the name of the restaurant. It's just, it's like two brackets. Yeah. yeah oh, that's exactly. good. That's good. Yeah, but it's called Blank in the Dumpling when you say it out loud. I love And he's it. like, why would you even need to put lasagna in a dumpling? Lasagna is perfect as it is. Bah! He just slashes through it. And dumplings go everywhere. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger dumpling, lasagna dumpling, I'm here for all of it. So you're, you're going to confront this guy. So tell me how it happens. Yeah, so I'm going to roll up on him and say a pithy catchphrase tagline that's like, looks like this town needs some degreaser. And then I'm going to cast Blight, which is a fourth level spell. Dang. And what that does is the hand in my chest sort of like explodes from my chest and becomes really giant and sort of like almost as if like necrotic energy lightning is sort of like surrounding it and mm. it's going to grab the creature and it's going to drain the moisture and vitality from it so you must make a constitution saving throw and on a failed save you take 8d8 necrotic damage or half as much on a successful one incredible i love this so you have the ha- you grab him with the hand and he turns around and like Oh no! The worst thing in the world! Toxic hand! I hate it! I need something <laughs> to calm me down! He like wriggles one of his hands free and grabs a massive vape from his pocket and blows it out as white cotton just swirls around. Be like, oh, it seems like you want to go head to head with cotton mouth! Alright, let's roll, boy! I'm sorry, you vape and you hate Thornhill? This is where you should be living! <laughs> So here's how this is going to go down, Brandon. We're having a fucking superhero, supervillain fight. Mm, so we're yeah. going to break this down like it's almost like it's a boxing match. So I'm going to use some uh, boxing match game mechanics that I got from Cobalt Press. So yeah. the way that this is going to work is that it's a best out of five. So you have to win three out of five. Um, you're going to use either athletics acrobatics or you can cast a spell and add your spell save and you're in new contests against each other and you're gonna have to win three out of five against cotton mouth here and depending on cool things that happen you might knock them out you might uh you can do things in between the rounds to get yourself bonuses here this is how this fight is gonna go down as you want to be one uh, cotton mouth with all of this cotton I love it. So for this one, I'll give you Blight. And since it's the fourth level spell, uh, add your spell save. And I'm going to give you advantage because you snuck up on him with celerity. Those were, were both of those spells, by the way? Um, Yes. Both of them were spells. So I'll roll those two. Yeah. Let's roll Uh-oh. those first. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
that's a nine and a 13. So I'm up to five. Now. Oh no. Great, great. Okay, we're gonna go into the first round of this boxing match. So use your spell save with Blight and add that to whatever your roll is as I'm going to, he's gonna try to roll acrobatics to get out of this. Well, I rolled a two and a three. Yeah. So that's an 11 total with my spell attack bonus. Nice. I rolled an eight plus four with a 12. Son so of a Cottonmouth bitch. wins God. the first one. Damn he's it. in the hand and he does something he, with the hand. He's wriggled free with his vape as he blows it out. Both of his arms go smoky and he's able to slip out of your hand. And then he like blows the smoke into your body and then turns it corporeal. So you just have this like smoke claw inside of you. And he's like, you about to get smoke clawed. And he pulls it out. <laughs> like, hey, I don't see any socials around here. What's the mess with the cotton mouth? Nobody here does. Hey, you know what I would do? Killanova, representative of the hipsters. I'm gonna find her and rip you up. As Cottonmouth says his silly catchphrase that no one listens to, because I don't even remember it now. Uh, I'm gonna cast Absorb Elements as a reaction. And so I'm gonna gain resistance to vape damage, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, smoke damage, absolutely. And that is a spell, so I'll go ahead and roll too. That's an 11, so I'm up to six. Wonderful. So with Absorb Elements, do I need to roll a save or anything? No, it's, I resistance to triggering damage type until the start of my next turn. And also Ah, the first time I hit with a melee attack on my next turn, you take an extra 1d6 damage of the triggering type and the spell ends. I love that. I love the idea that the ghost hand like turns into a tube and then just like vacuums up some of the, <laughs> some of the vape. So his whole arm, he's like one of his arms just goes away. He's like, well, hey, I need that. I spent like $20 for this cartridge. Please, hey, leave me alone. <laughs> it's like Kirby. I suck up his power and then swallow it and I absorb it. Yeah. All right, let's do another one. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you plus two because you did uh, absorb elements. Let's go again. Wonderful. I'm going to try to cast Charm Monster here. Ooh. Mm, okay. Let's first roll your spiritual surge. Well, my friend, that's a six. Mm. All right. Why don't you roll in your special surge table? It's like pulling an X in Scrabble. Like, this could be really bad for me, but I'm going to just roll with it. <laughs> I got a two. Ooh, okay. Interesting, Uh-oh. interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> so since this is Charm Monster, right, you're trying to get the, the ghost powers are, like, convincing him that you're actually not a not a threat or a foe. While you're waiting for the hand to come out and do something, it actually, you feel it, like, float up. You see it, like, go past your face. And it, then now the hand is firmly in the middle of your forehead. And as Cottonmouth is looking at you, it starts that there's a head. You have, like, a third hand on your head. But now it turns into a big eye. And you have your third eye is opened, and you can just read his thoughts whenever you'd like. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I can, like, sort of read his moves before he does them. Yeah. Just use your spell save again, right. because, like, we're not using necessarily the, the components of the, of the spell. We're just using the spell save because it's like a boxing match. Uh, so, yeah, you can use your spell save, um, and I'll give you, and you can still carry that plus two from the elements. 19. Nine plus 10. Holy shit. Okay, uh, I rolled an eight again, so that's eight plus four for 12. So you won this by more than seven. You have an opportunity to knock him out. So I have to roll a con save, or then he's just gonna be knocked unconscious. The DC is 15. His con is plus two. So I need to roll a 13. You need to roll a 12 or lower, bud. Yes, 12 or lower. (laughs) Right. Oh, you fucking kidding me. Yes! (laughs) Amanda, can you verify what I just rolled? That would be a natural one. That is a natural one. Holy shit. Tell me what you do, and it has to end with him getting knocked out. Yeah. So what Milo's plan is, is he he uses his foresight ability to read his moves before, his opponent's moves before he does them. So like as Cottonmouth is going for a swing, he casts Charm Monster. While we're best friends, I cast Entangle on the ground in front of him, and I suggest, hey, why don't you just like a walk into these hands and these entanglements grab him so the cops can come and pick him up. 
Hey, well, Killanova, you've never done anything bad to me before. I loved it when we worked on our T-Bird together. That was so nice. Okay. And he throws himself into these ghostly hands. Does he trust just, fall onto the ghostly hands? He just he trust falls backwards <laughs> into the ghostly hands. And he's like, oh, no, my best friend really fucked me over. And he gets pulled in. There's silence for a moment. And then someone kicks open the door to Astros, and it's Lucas. And Lucas is like, wow, Killanova saved us! Thanks, Killanova! And all these hipsters cheer. And many yeah. of them take Instagram photos, and I I wink at them. On later on Instagram, where like half the like left side of my body is sort of like dissolving into the ether. I love that. And you, my man, congratulations. You have plus one to your fame modifier. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag LT3. <laughs> Hey, it's Eric. I want to take a moment just to celebrate something nice and good for one second. My grandmother, who is 93 years old, has gotten her first shot of the vaccine and has her next one lined up for only a few weeks from now. I think that's pretty neat. I know things aren't different and maybe they won't go back to quote unquote normal for a little while, but I'm going to celebrate the small things where they're at. So congratulations, Grandma. I'm so glad that we were able to figure that out. I hope that uh, at least the old folks in your life and the people who are vulnerable are getting the vaccine. So welcome to the mid-roll. You'll get yours soon enough. I promise. I want to thank each and every one of our supporters on Patreon and the people who joined this week. Jordan, Mother of Beasts, and Bob. And shout out to Alyssa, Benny D, and Bones Body of YouTube. He's an annual patron now? Well, all of you are. And Bones, I have some questions about your YouTube content. Discount alert, if you sign up for an annual plan, you get 15% off if you were doing 12 months monthly. So just think about that. But no matter what plan you're on, your support helps us keep making this show. We are so grateful to everyone who makes this a priority every single month to support creators, not even us, anyone who's doing Patreon stuff out there. We're so happy you're doing it. But if you are not a patron, there's still an opportunity for you to join our wonderful community, and we're always looking for more people to come in. You got our Discord, NPC Backstories, an exclusive three-part podcast that you can't get anywhere else, and all the stuff that's been there for four years of Patreon. So if you're able, please do so for as little as $5 a month patreon.com slash join the party pod shout out to all my chad heads out there do you have your chad dice yet you should after months of planning years of hoping and dozens and dozens of your suggestions we finally made join the party branded dice they're dice for humans and based on our favorite human chad Get your bright green, join the party font. Our logo is a nat 20. Chad's face saying, oh no, when you roll a one, set at jointhepartypod.com slash Chad. And if you want to pick up the Chad pin as well, there's a special Chad bundle. It is truly my favorite thing. Go to jointhepartypod.com slash Chad to go right to the Chad dice, or you can look at the rest of the stuff on our merch store at jointhepartypod.com slash merch. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. There was never any Bone Witch. I don't know why you said that there was a Bone Witch in the first place. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm definitely... Ex excuse me? Oh, it's someone's knocking on the window? Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, fine. All right. Um, just kidding. What I said wasn't true. Uh, there was always a bone witch, and the bone witch is good at therapy, and is trying. It definitely wants more clients because all of her clients have been getting pulled away by BetterHelp, who connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. It's the copy. It's the copy. I can't. I can't not do it. The bone witch also has that in that you can talk to a bat, and it will fly to her, and she'll maybe get back if the bat remembers how to go. Okay, um, because when you met, you, you could also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worrying about something. But Bone Witch has bats, so um, I guess that's not it. That's but honestly, 
Honestly, BetterHelp is better than that because I'd rather use a phone than a bat. Oh, my God, I need to keep going. BetterHelp wants you to find the best therapeutic match possible. It's free and easy to switch to counselors if need be. And BetterHelp is actually more affordable than traditional counseling because the bone witch wants your bones. She uses your bones. She eases your drama and then steals your boats. I have so little time left, but this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Join the Party listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party for 10% off. Okay, I'm just going to hide. I'm now under a blanket in the studio. The Bone Witch can't see me. She actually doesn't have like traditional vision she goes by smell like she's a t-rex in jurassic park so i'm just gonna stay very still and pretend like nothing's happening and read this next ad in a totally normal voice everyone chill out don't worry about it okay okay she's walking away she smelled she smelled some bones over there so i'm just gonna do this regular okay Finally, we're sponsored by HelloFresh. They cut out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. And with 23-plus recipes each week, you can try a range of flavors and cuisines and ingredients. Now, when I get home from work and from the latest snowstorm, it is so helpful to make a HelloFresh meal in just half an hour. Everything is pre-portioned and packaged together in one bag, so everything you need is in one place. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash 10 one zero join the party and use code 10 that's one zero join the party for 10 free meals including free shipping that is hellofresh.com slash 10 join the party and use code 10 join the party for 10 free meals including free shipping and now oh can she see me oh no is she coming back oh my god the boat she's right here i need to go let's go back to the show Entangle was a spell, so I am going to have to roll all my spell search real fast. Please do. Please do. Okay. It's all good. Nine. All right. Wonderful. We're going to cut back to Val on Skytram. How many stops am I at this point? You're you're about halfway now. Okay. This happened pretty quickly. I think this is happening while while Mila is doing this punch him up. Uh, you get a call from Dom5. All right. Oh, I God. answer the phone. Hey, uh, Val. Um, I, I, got, I got some bad news for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to let you go. Dom, you literally work for the mob. You are not allowed to let me go from my job because of mob connections. Uh, no, H4, you're doing a really. I feel like you're stealing. I'm, <laughs> I'm stealing. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there, Dom. I'm gonna stop you right there. No, I'm. You know I'm not stealing, uh, and you're not firing me. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. No, no, you are not firing me. I would like to roll intimidation. <laughs> All right, you got intimidation. So you don't know who's on the other side of the phone with Dom. This is a DC 20. Okay. This is this is harder. I have oh, a man. plus six to intimidation. All right, wonderful. All right, I rolled an 11, so that didn't work. All right, so 17. So Dom says, Listen, uh, you might... I, I feel like you've been stealing, and I think that as your grounds as your manager, that's... I need to... You can't work here anymore. I'm sorry. Bye. Oh, he hangs up. <laughs> oh. Man was a father figure to me. This is terrible. This is a rough... This is the worst Skytram ride ever. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you glad you had such good service while you were on the Skytram? <laughs> well, not really for all these phone calls when people are firing me for my jobs. Incredible. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to cut back to Aggie. Aggie, you are now freeze-framed face-to-face with Tegan in the action movie as things are exploding. <laughs> you took 19 points of fire damage. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to plank myself so I'm not touching Tegan inappropriately and uh, <laughs> and like turn with my back still shielding them from the window and just kind of try to like assess the situation, see where the threat came from and if anything else is coming. Yeah. Do an investigation. Um, you can also you add your uh, your super power. <laughs> all that core strength from doing all the goat yoga. I know. Plank, just holding it perfectly. That's a non-natural 20 then. Ooh, all right. Dirty 20. Hell okay. It. As the smoke starts to clear, as you look at where the window used to be, and you see that there's a bunch of like glass that went 
out because of the explosion. But you also see that like some glass came in. So you can trace that the, the whatever the thing that, that did the explosion came from outside through the window on like an upward trajectory. If you were making like a right triangle, if this was a really terrible word problem, you can see that like there's a 45 degree angle from outside of the diner. All right. So Preserver sees that the threat is coming from that like angle off outside and wants to investigate it. But first, I will get Tegan to their feet and be like, everybody, please take shelter in the back of the restaurant. The authorities will be on their way. We have to evacuate. Uh, make a persuasion check for me to see if these people will listen to you. I'll get let you add uh, plus one for your fame as well. That is an 11. All right. And as I say that, I'm going to just subtly do healing hands on Tegan. Wonderful. Adorable. <laughs> I thought you were trying to not touch Tegan. <laughs> uh, as, I, as I very briefly graze their elbow to help them to their feet. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Tegan's now leaning on you and be like, what? Oh, what happened? Where did that explosion come from? I'm so sorry. I think your corporate insurance will cover it. Let's get, come come this way. And then I'm going to just uh, heal them. Yeah. I think that within 11, a few people stay in the diner. They're like, I don't care. I've been eating in this diner for 20 years and I'm going to finish my eggs. No matter what someone in master says to me, I'm going to eat it. It me. This is only the third worst thing to happen in this diner. <laughs> And the first was when they changed the coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, so a bunch of people stay in the diner and like some people follow you, but other people then start screaming and just like running willy-nilly. So, like some of them are just like out in front of the diner and some people are running like away from it. Like they're not in a safe distance. So, so a lot of them just kind of ignored you and as you they ran away. You can also see that there's another, the laser is now coming in again and is now like tracking through the rubble and is coming close towards you. I think my only option is to step of the wind as close to the source as I can get. I can't move these people on my own. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, make a dexterity roll for me. Uh, 14. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, you do you want to jump out through the window? Oh yeah, no no no. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to vault over the table and jump out the window. Wonderful. Okay, so as you vault over the table and just gracefully get through the window, you can see where the laser is coming from as you figure out the angle from your investigation check. You know that there this has to be a tall enough building because it's coming from high enough angle. So you look and there's a few like two and three story buildings around here. That wouldn't be possible. And you look and there's a 10 story building. There's like one really nice like built building from a real, like a real estate company came in and was like, we're going to be the only nice building in town. And no one <laughs> wants to live there and their rents are so so way too expensive and you see that the laser is coming from up there and you can see that there's like a figure holding like a pretty large cannon of some sort that where the laser is coming from i am going to just hold one hand up like i'm a crossing guard um <laughs> stopping cars <laughs> as kids are crossing the street mm -hmm. and shout as loud as i can toward that building you have me there's no need to involve civilians I'm trying to use Emissary of Peace to defuse a violent situation. Yeah, Ooh. do it. This gives me advantage on a charisma check to calm violent emotions or cancel peace. Okay, so yeah, just do a straight up charisma roll for them. Well, one was a seven, but one was a 19. Oh, yeah, so dirty 20, baby. A 21, actually. Oh, 21. 21. It's even dirtier. <laughs> dirty 21, even dirtier. Yes, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, you see that the laser is then goes from the diner and is trained on you for a moment, and they hold it for one, two, three seconds, and then the laser goes off, and you see that the figure on top of the roof goes away for a second, and then like a rock falls from the, the top of this 10-story building and just smashes on the ground, and you see that there's like a piece of paper in the rubble. Yeah, pick it up. Uh, and it says, come up here and no one will get hurt. Okay. Um, I head up there and I think just as I'm getting into the building before, when I'm like out of sight from the window, but before I go into the building, I'm just going to quickly like text our like direct response hotline of emergency services to be like evacuation and, and EMTs needed at this diner. And then mm -hmm. I'll just drop a pin to the group text and just say, I think I have this in hand, but if I don't get back to you guys within a few minutes, um, this is where you'll find me. Nice. We're going to go to Milo really quickly. Kilanova is celebrating with everyone. And then you hear, don't worry, everybody. 
Flyboy's here to help take care of whatever it is. And Sour Anthony in his Flyboy suit just shows up. And all the hipsters are mob- mobbing. Like, oh, wow, you already collected first so that you could all celebrate me. That's so nice. Thank you. But I have to I gotta fight a villain first. Where was he at? Flyboy? Oh. You're too late this time, but it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance in person. And Milo, <laughs> Milo holds his hand out. <laughs> Sour Anthony does one of those, like a bro handshake, and then pulls you in, and he's like, I fucking hate you, man. Fuck you. I fucking hate you, too. You're such I a fucking, fucking piece you. of shit. I can't believe I'm you showed up so fucking late. I can't. What? People would have died on your timetable. One day, I'm going to show, I'm going to fucking murder you in your house. <laughs> I'm going to burn down your house and then murder you in your house and murder your house. Well, you're going to be dead first, so like that's going to be really weird. Oh, I guess you're going to have to come back from the dead because you're a fucking ghost guy. Yeah, right. I'm going to fucking come back from the dead. I'm going to kill you and then bring you back from the dead and kill you again. And then he separates. He's like, all right. Thanks, <laughs> fellow hero. Okay. And he it flies was a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We cut to Val. <laughs> Val, you're so, you were like one stop away from the Skytram stuff that you usually get off of. And you get a phone call from Hitomi. Oh, God. Oh, God. I answer it. What? There's Sweet Tooth. The, the, the dentist, he shut it down and he didn't want to see because he didn't want music there anymore. He said he showed up. Fucking stupid. Why Why would... He doesn't want the extra business? He the makes enough being a dentist? Yeah, he like sold it to somebody else. <laughs> Who'd he sell it to? I don't know. He didn't say. He said someone gave him like a bunch of cash and he couldn't turn it down because, quote, dentistry is bullshit. Dentistry <laughs> is bullshit, but all right. Take care of your teeth. I don't know who just like would give it. He said he, he held up the cash. It was lots of cash in hand. It was so weird. It's weird. He just had like bags of money like in a cartoon? Yeah, no, it was like in a silver briefcase. Oh, like, uh, okay, okay, okay. It's very mobster shit. Fuck. I guess. How would you know that? I, have you been watching Goodfellas again? I've been watching a lot of Goodfellas and The Sopranos lately, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go to to my place and just like hang out there until I get back? Yeah, you still go to are you still going to see your mom? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be there. I'm just getting off like in two minutes, and then I'm gonna check on her, check her oven situation, and then I'm gonna come right back there. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna cry in your shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's extra tissues in the bathroom underneath the sink. I will. I was wearing my boots so that like, no one crushes my daddy bird feet. So, like, it's okay. Okay, good. Fucking pissed. You hear a kick of mailbox? It's <laughs> adorable. Does Satomi think that oven problems is code for, like, some kind of genitalia-related sculpture issue? No, my mother's <laughs> oven acts up sometimes, Milo. Shut <laughs> up. Both. Both are entirely plausible. Or, like, a kiln. Yeah, her pottery oven. Sorry. Val <laughs> wouldn't know the word kiln. No, it's cool. So... You got. You saw the text from Aggie. You saw Milo. You can see like on Twitter. I'm sure as you doom scrolling through, you can see like people posted photos with Kilanova. You just see a bunch of Instagram like videos of my of Kilanova saying the worst catchphrases for 20 minutes. Superheroes don't faint, kids. <laughs> the real spirit is my ghost powers. <laughs> <laughs> but you also get this pin from Aggie who is saying what she's doing right now. Okay. Val, you hop of, off of Skytram, and I assume you're just sprinting to your mom's oh, house. Oh, 100%. Dash, 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 Just dash, 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 dash. Just fucking sprinting. You are on the outskirts of the Laketon houses. Like, there's a fence that you just run through. It kind of, like, opens up like you're going to, like, a, a cottage neighborhood. And I think at that time, then you, you get a phone call from Ant-Man. Uh, how much time has passed since her original ultimatum? It's been like a half hour just okay. with getting there and as you finally run there. So you still have some time to think this over, but Aunt Min is probably calling to check in. Okay. Like devilishly, evilly check in. <laughs> I answer it real quick, like finger hovering over the end call button. Oh, Val, I didn't see you there. That's um. not how things work. <laughs> oh, oh, uh... Sorry, I always get confused. I just I see the internet and technology as just one large dinner party war we're all in, and it almost like you did come up behind me, and I didn't understand. <laughs> you called me. I did. Uh, have you? You have uh, thirty minutes left. You've seen the cost. 
that you've put out there. Yeah, thank you for trying to get me fired from a bunch of places and closing my favorite club. Appreciate I, it. I didn't. I, these are things that happen when people know about the no, things that okay. you do. I didn't do it. I simply gave it a push. Like if you were at the top of a mountain, like I have been, and you pushed <laughs> a boulder, and then it gathers snow and and dirt and mud and sticks. And it just rolls and then destroys an entire village. That's you. You've destroyed an entire village in this way, in this metaphor. Not actually, but you could. Because you, <laughs> you see the violence that you're causing here. You know, I, I do find it really interesting. And Val's just running as having this <laughs> conversation, too. You know, I do find it really interesting that you are deciding to take away the things that I love about my neighborhood. When what you're trying to convince me of is that joining you is the best thing for my neighborhood. But if you take away the things I love from my neighborhood, I'm not going to have anything left to want to protect. They might come back. I, I know some people could together. It's not the neighborhood. The neighborhood still flourishes. It's just whether or not you get to participate in, in them, Val. I hope you choose to participate. And Great. Let's go back to Aggie. Aggie, you're, uh, you're hoofing it up these steps, yeah, and you're coming up to the top floor. You throw the door open. And it's really windy up here because it's, this is the tallest building in, like, many, many blocks. And you see that there, there's a, a figure with a dark hoodie on and uh, dark jeans, black shoes, and black, like, shiny shoes, which feels inappropriate for the time. And who's holding just, like, the only way to describe this is, like, a laser cannon, but it's not a laser cannon. It just looks like, if you envisioned laser cannon in your head, it's like, this is what it looks like, but there's, like, half of a rocket like, sticking out of the front. It's, like, gray and red with, like, the black and white. A really, like, like, Looney Tunes situation. Yeah, like, checkerboard around it. <laughs> As I am going up the stairs, I'd love to do a, uh, a superpower check here on anything I need to know about this building, if there's, like, a secondary escape route. I just want to prevent this figure from leaving before I'm done with them. Sure, yeah, do another investigation check, and same as before. Natural 20. Ooh! Ooh. I would love to know if this building was random or if someone chose this for a reason and if there is any evidence on the building, on the roof, whatever, as to like who this person is, where they came from. Sure. The building was chosen because it, it had a really clear shot right. of the diner. It was the tallest building for all, all of those reasons. You see that there there's a ladder on the outside is like a very tall fire escape. And like because it's so windy up there, you see like something is catching the dust you don't see it, but you see, like, the outline of it because the wind is pushing it, and you track it, and it's like there's an invisible rope tied from the figure's ankle to the ladder. Like, if all goes to shit, it's like a bungee cord, and he could just throw himself off of the building and be safe. Oh, God. You also look and you see that there's a, a case where the, the weapon seems to be taken out of. You know, like in sniper movies, how you have to take it apart and put it together, sure. and it's like really cinematic, but like it's a rocket launcher, so it's not like that. You also see next to the case is a very large gold crucifix on a chain. Uh, and there's another chain under it that says like Mama Italia in the swoopy gold font. Okay, good to know. Aki <laughs> files that away and uh, throws the door open and says... You know, I have a Twitter. You could have just tweeted me and I would have come. They have a voice modulator on, so they're like, Listen, here's what you're going to do. You're going to stay right here, and if you move at all, I'm going to shoot you with this explosion thing, and you're going to die. So don't move. And the figure holds the weapon and is, is aiming at you. So why don't we cut to the chase, then? What do you want from me? Nothing. Just 30 minutes of your time. Wait here. That's an odd amount of time. Why 30 minutes? If we're going to be here for half an hour, we should really get to know each other. It's, it's windy, it's cold, it's really distract us from what's going on, you know. Shut up. <laughs> no, that's not how this works at all. I can tell you things about you, your preserver, you, uh, you fight crime, and you really are getting under my last nerve. You're a thorn underneath the paw of the, of the great lion that needs to stretch and be and be free and fight with a panther or some other large cat. I don't, I don't have to tell you anything. The figure loads <laughs> the rocket into the cannon. Yeah, no, I'm just going to somersault out of the way. I'm going to somersault at like a 45 degree angle and try to like veer and then, and then strike him. Okay, let's do it. Make a dexterity check for me. Or do, you can do acrobatics. Okay, um, I got a five. I'm going to use a luck point. Ugh, that's a one. 
That's worse. No. Uh, oh, no. With a natural one, you do the somersault, and he says, Shoot yourself. And shoots you at very close range with this rocket. You feel it hit you first, and then it explodes, and you're just engulfed in flames. I have 40 hit points left. That's a lot. Oh, yeah, but I feel like Rocket does a lot of damage, too. Take 28 points of fire oh. damage. Okay, got 12 left. No one panic. And I think at that point, he also, like, makes a move to the other side of the building to, like, make distance from you as well, because he knows you're fast. He says, uh, what, what did I, I said stay there. Just stay there for 30 minutes, please. We're at 27 now. I'm going to stay still at least for a moment and heal myself. So I'll use four of my eight available die. All right, got 20 hit points back. Okay, I don't like the glowy hand, but you didn't move, so fine. (laughs) We're going to cut back to Val. You're now at your mom's door. I have a key. I let myself in. All right. (laughs) You let yourself in. And uh, your mom is currently doing pottery. This this woman has three boobs, which is new. (laughs) Okay. And I think that she keeps moving the third one around to figure out the best place to put it. Honey, come in. Uh, trying to figure this out. It feels really traditional to put it right in the middle. Maybe it should go in the back. I don't know. It's art. Uh, Who knows? Mom, it looks great, but um, we gotta go. Oh, where are we going? We're gonna go to my apartment. Why? Remember when Dad would ask you to go places and you wouldn't really question it because, like, <laughs> you know... Yes, and that was your father. And I told you I would never do that ever again. I would always know where I was going if someone took me there. Well, I I am telling you where we're going. We're going to my apartment. And why? For similar reasons to why dad would ask you to go to another place. (sighs) I know, I know, I know. No. Mom. I'm not going. Why not? Because I'm tired of when someone comes in and busts in and says, you got to go somewhere. It's never good. It's never good. And for once, we're going to look at them in the face. We're not going to stop. I don't care what you're involved in. You're going to tell me everything later exactly the way that it is. And then we're going to take out the Mary statue and you're going to say to Mary too. But (laughs) first, we're not going anywhere. Your mom goes over to the fridge and goes down into the crisper. And pulls out one of those ice blue Tommy guns and pulls two chairs and puts it in the middle of her little house. Says, you're sitting here. Here, have a cannoli. Hey, Mom. (laughs) Mom, why you got one of those? If you're not going to tell me why, I'm not going to tell you why. Can I ask where you got one of those? Because I didn't tell you where. Around. Sit. Sit. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen minutes. 20 minutes, 25 minutes go by. You have five minutes left. Nothing has happened at your mom's place. She's like a statue of a woman holding a Tommy gun from 1922. She's just locked and f- steady towards the front door. She knows how to hold it, too. It's like, this is definitely not the first time that she's pulled this out. I really hate this. I do, too. I need that space in the crisper. <laughs> I, I know. This is why we never have salads with our meals. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to be doing this any more than you want to be doing this. I know. I same to you. I exactly the same to you. But I've done this before, so. I know, but I didn't want you to have to do it again. You know. Whatever it is, the reason why, they're always going to know where you are. The thing that I figured out is whether or not you continue to say that this is a place you want to be. So whatever your choice is, I assume there's always a choice. Just decide that. Val, your phone rings. Yeah. I answer it. <laughs> it's January. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. Oh, <laughs> Fuck <no>. you. <laughs> hey, did you leave the VHS at the VHS player? I can't get it out. <laughs> I found a blockbuster tape. 
Yeah, really bad. There's no blockbusters in the city. Dr. Morrow's trying to genetically create blockbusters, and I tell her to stop. Genetically? (laughs) (laughs) And you wrap up your conversation with January. Aunt Min calls you. Yeah, I answer it. Only a minute left. What do you decide? That my neighborhood is better with me protecting it on my own terms. Good choice. Not the choice I would have chose, or the one I liked, or the one that prevents, you know, you from getting killed and exploded, but good choice. Yeah, I figured you'd you'd think that. Okay. Whatever you say. Click. See you at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Aggie really quickly. Mm-hmm. Aggie, you're at the top of the building with uh, the rocket that's trained on you. And you see that the figure gets a call. And they pick up the phone and say, Yeah? So what happened? Okay. Okay. Hangs up the phone. They pull their hoodie off and take like a Bane style voice changer off their face, and it's Salamone. You motherfucker! That's how they know me. 30 minutes are up. You can go. And he loads the rocket and fires it at you. Aggie falls back right off the building. Hell yeah. I'm gonna make an attack roll to see if it hits you. Make an acrobatics check to see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Come on, come on. 22. (laughs) What is your AC? AC is 15. Okay. You go to somersault off of the building and the rocket like flies forward. I think there's a moment where it's nearly the matrix where you're falling (laughs) off of the building at the same time as the rocket goes past you and then explodes over you as you fall backwards off the building. You take 21 points of fire damage. So here's how this works in Dungeons and Dragons. For every 10 feet you fall, you take 1d6. This is a 10-story building, so I'm going to roll 10d6 here. And then we're going to subtract your slow fall because you're a monk. How much did Aggie take from fire damage? 21. Oh, my God. Okay. Good thing I healed myself before. Uh, Yeah, seriously. All right. You take 39 points of damage from falling. How does your slow fall work? Slow fall is reducing my falling damage by my monk level times five, which just happens to be 40. So, Eric, can I get that point back as change, or does it just not? No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. Aggie, what does it look like as you falling off of this building backwards? There's an explosion above you that singes your front. What does it look like with your 22 acrobatics? Acrobatics right. roll. Well, I mean, if we're in Matrix time, I do want to give Salamone the middle finger as I go off the building. <laughs> Incredible. And then I am going to just kind of do like a swan dive down and land in. Can it just be like a dumpster full of old pillows or something? Like they've just upgraded <laughs> all of the mattresses and stuff. Hey, Donnie, we got the new pillows in. Oh, fuck yeah, the new pillows? Fuck these old pillows. Just toss them, toss them out. And yeah, you land on the pillows. Tegan runs up to you. And it's like, so, uh, is this like a usual thing or is this this special? Like, I just want to know what am I supposed to, cool, good job. This was worse than usual and you should not be around. Come on, let's go. And I'll hobble off toward wherever the car is that I rented and I'll, I'll drive them back to their hotel. I'm not letting, not letting them go off wherever. Wonderful. Kilanova. I think you're in the Astros. Like, you see everyone's bowling for free. They threw on the black lights, and like all of these <laughs> hipsters are buying you IPAs. And yeah, Kilanova is just like downing a, a bowling ball with like, Lucas is like, go, go, go. You can see the, the stormtrooper in the back. Like, someone has moved it to give you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we have this moment with uh, Preserver driving Tegan home, and Tegan is asking you all of these questions, and it's like narrating what happened. And like, and then there was the explosion, and then I was on the ground, and you were there, and you went up there, and there was another explosion. And it's, it's just incredible. And you see Tegan's like animately telling the story to you, Preserver, as you're still smiling behind your domino mask and your your big ranger hat. <laughs> you know, now after you saved my life, can I tell you something? Uh, yes? You remind me of someone. I I cannot put my finger on it. Although they don't talk too much, they know what to say. Really? Because I talk all the time. I know it hasn't been like that so far <laughs> in interview, but like, I just, I'm worried about being on, on the, on the record and like not representing the no, LT3 no, that fine. well, so. But like, you're, you're, you know what you're talking about and you're, and you're smart and you're, you're dependable and you just, you remind me of someone. Listen, if there's anybody as good as me out there, I would definitely be friends with her. So, you know, I uh, I appreciate that. Maybe they're in New York City. I'm sure media people, you meet dependable professionals all the time. Oh, no, 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 I got it. And Tegan looks at you right in the eyes and says, You're just like my cousin. <laughs> I should call her. <laughs> oh, my, co- my cousin Cheryl, you, you two would be such friends. Uh, she like she's a librarian. You'd love her. I love librarians. Yeah. Cut to Val sitting next to your mom, who gets up and puts the Tommy gun back in the crisper drawer. And your mom sighs and says, "I think it's okay. I think, I think you're gonna be okay. I love you. This is the right decision. I love you too, Ma." I'm going to put in a baked CD. I made one yesterday, made an extra one, and this is the perfect time to eat all of it. That sounds great. I think the boob would look really cool on the back. <sighs> Smart. 